Welcome, everybody, to the DC Tweet Team podcast. This is episode number 54. I am your host, Andy Burrows. Today, I'm privileged to say that I am joined by my good friend from the Washington Brawl, Parker Hamlet. Parker, how are you, my friend? It's been a while, man. I'm I'm a little rusty. So what better way to, to get back into the swing of things in the Washington football world then join you on the almighty DC Tweet Team podcast. You've been killing it, brother. I've been enjoying keeping up with everything. Ready to talk some Washington football. Uh, Parker, that means a lot, my friend. Uh, sometimes a break is needed in life, my friend. It's good to have you back on the airwaves. It's good to be uh, talking Washington football with you again. And what a time to come back, Parker. A, uh, a good win for the Washington football team yesterday. A uh, 20-9 win over the Cincinnati Bengals. Let me get your uh, initial thoughts and reactions nearly 24 hours removed from the game. You know, I, the first word that really comes to my mind, of course, is bittersweet. You know, I, I hate to see Joe Burrow go down like that. You know, he goes out of the game in the third quarter, you know, scores nine to seven. Um, nonetheless, you know, prayers up to him. I know all of his teammates, Dwayne Haskins, Chase Young, Terry McLaurin, all over there, you know, visit him at the cart. You know, tough, tough break for the Bengals, but a very much needed win for the Washington football team who are in the very thick of the NFC East race now. Three teams now, three and seven. You got still Philadelphia at the top at three, six and one, and a huge game against Dallas on Thanksgiving. So uh, th- things are tightening up. And if they keep going our way and we have a lot more victory pods in the future, we might owe Ron Rivera an apology. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've always kind of said on here, like in Ron, we trust, but you know, some of the decisions have been questioned. But Parker, wouldn't it be the most 2020 thing ever <laughs> if the Washington football team made the playoffs? Six and ten division champs, baby. I, I love it. <laughs> I will. I will. I'll take all of that. I, I want the smoke. <laughs> but it generally, it generally could happen now, couldn't it? If we win on Thursday, we're in first place on our own, and, and then, I, then yes, we have some tough games coming up. I think you know we have we have the Steelers, we have San Francisco, so it's not going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but then you know we've still got the Eagles to play on the road on the very last game. My God, I said about three weeks ago. I think it could come down to that game, and it generally might come down to that game now, right? It very much will come down to that game. Like you said, there are a lot of tough games in that final stretch in those last six games. You got the Steelers, the 49ers, the Seahawks, but that leaves you also with three very winnable games. Of course, that has to start in Dallas on Thursday and Thanksgiving, but you know, you're probably going to beat Matt. You're going to have to beat Matt Rule's Panthers, and like you said, I, it's going to come to a head against the Eagles, who I don't know about you, Burroughs, but I really like our chances against with this pass rush, especially with how they got after Burrow very early on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, the pasteurized, you know, the defense definitely stood up uh, yesterday. But me and Maurice quickly touched on it on the on the pod yesterday uh, evening, the uh, after the game. We briefly touched on it, but it was very much a game of two halves, wasn't it, yesterday? You know, I mean, that, that first half of football, we we weren't very good at all. And, I'm, you know, if you only got to look at our stats, in the whole of the first half, we had 23 plays for a total of 125 yards. What do you think changed for us? Yes, the Borough... Um, the injury no one wants to see that and that changed the game dramatically but obviously we come out in that second half of football it's just a completely different team do you think they finally realized look we we've got a chance here and we need we need to win this game what do you think swinged momentum our way what from looking at the first half watching that first half of football I thought we were terrible but then coming out in the second half we were a completely different team 
No, you're absolutely right. And, you know, I, I think a lot of this comes down to the defense playing complimentary football with the offense. You know, the offense has been stagnant at times. You know, Alex Smith didn't have a very impressive stat line. He was 17 and 25, 166 yards, really bad intercepts right before halftime. But uh, both offenses, both teams going into the matchup with not very good records. Not, not too much to watch on either side of the ball. But like you said, the watch football team definitely struggled early. Um, I think a big reason they were able to pick up things in the second half is, you know, they kind of found their identity. You know, Antonio Gibson, man, I can't say enough good things about the guy. 16 carries, 94 yards. I think he had 106 total purpose yards. Um, I, I really liked a lot of Scott Turner's play calling with him, a lot of what they had with J.D. McKissick. You know, like I said, Antonio Gibson's starting to find the end zone. Alex Smith is starting to find Terry McLaurin deep. And, you know, like Terry said, man, having that veteran, you know, leadership at quarterback is making all the difference in this, in this NFC race. NFC East race, excuse me. I, I just, I, I really like our chances with Alex Smith at the helm, especially if this offense can keep mixing it up. You know, they had a really, some really cool um, play design with JD McKissick yesterday. Uh, some of those pitches they had going with Antonio Gibson. I, I think the biggest thing in the second half, even with the absence of Burrow, is that this offense was starting to find their identity. Yeah, do you think they're now kind of getting in tune with Alex Smith as well? I mean, Steve Sims comes out after the game and says, look, he'll perform for whoever's uh, RQB, but he feels more comfortable with Alex Smith there. Do you think now that Alex Smith has had the a couple of games, you know, he started last week, he's obviously started um, against the Bengals. Do you think now that the offense, uh, they're getting in sync with each other, so we say? Yeah, that's that's a perfect way to put it. Uh, you know, Sims caught that nice touchdown. Um, Alex is also making everybody around him better. You know, Cam Sims was a guy that we've talked about a lot the last couple of seasons, but he didn't really come to his own until Alex Smith came to the lineup. You know, like I said, I know this offense isn't top five by any means, but at the end of the day, when you have that veteran leadership at quarterback, you know, everybody's talking about the 2018 season, you know, it was a lot more than what Alex brought on the football field. It's also, you know, what he brings as, as a teammate and as a leader, you know, with the carousel at quarterback, it, it it's probably relieving for guys like Terry McLaurin, Steven Sims, and all of them to have some form of consistency at quarterback. And, you know, let's not sit here and downplay Alex Smith, you know. Like I said, his stat line isn't anything right home about, but, you know, he is moving the chains. And if this team can play complimentary football, like I said, because the defense definitely made some plays yesterday, if everybody can get clicking, everybody can stay on the same page, man, this is definitely a team that can make a run for the NFC East, no matter whether people deem that impressive or not. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and, and in such a, a weird season where 2020 is a, is, a, is a very weird season, you know, we had no preseason, there was no OTAs, everything that Alex Smith has gone through, it, it's kind of just that we've got someone like him under centre, isn't it? That, you know, if you want to try and win this division, as bad as it is this season, He's the man for the job, isn't he? Absolutely. You know, I, I look over to the Miami Dolphins, who uh, ended up pulling to attack Viola yesterday because they said Ryan Fitzpatrick at that current moment gave them the chance to win. You know, they're in the thick of that of that division, and you know they, they gotta <laughs> they gotta win now. And you know, Ron Rivera saw it that way. You know, that's why he made the change to quarterback with Kyle Allen. And you know, the, and quite frankly, you know, things happened the way they did, not the way anybody expected, but. Alex Smith gives this team the best chance to win. And that was an argument that I had very early on in the season was that if Alex Smith could play football, he gives you the best chance to win at quarterback. And that's not a shot at Kyle Allen. That's not a shot at Dwayne Haskins. And if this team finishes strong, Rivera wins over this locker room, and we have a strong end of the 2020 season, whether it be COVID year or this curse season or not, it, it, it definitely makes you feel good. And, you know, it does nothing but help those guys behind Alex learn how to be a true professional, how to face adversity, you know? 
Yeah, 100%. I think he gives us a, a great chance to win. Just his experience alone, and it's such a weird season, will we'll get us through. One player that was a buzz on social media yesterday, Parker, was Ronald Darby. How impressed were you? Oh, my him? goodness, man. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and toot my own horn, but I've always been high on the Ronald Darby signing. Um, I... I watched him when he was in Buffalo, his second-round draft pick from Florida State. I, I was very big on him. Then he goes to Philly, and, and when he was on the field in Phil, on the field in Philadelphia, he was fantastic. You know, I mm -hmm. mean, his coverage was superb, great tackler, but just injuries, 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 injuries. And you know, that was also a big problem we had with Quentin Dunbar, is who who he's essentially replacing. And you know, Darby comes here on kind of a prove it deal. And I told people early in the offseason, man, you know, when we signed him, I was like, you know what? As a replacement for Dunbar, this guy's ceiling's pretty high. He's relatively young. I think he's 25, 26 years old. And he's been an absolute stud, man. He's on an island out there. And and I don't know about you, Burroughs, but I think he warrants another contract. I, I'm just saying. If he keeps playing like this, he's definitely, you know, I'll, I'll ride it up myself and fly it over. I mean, I think he's... Um, <laughs> The last few games, I think he's been absolutely yesterday. He just seems to be everywhere on that field. I know, you know, as a cornerback, you get to cover quite a lot of the field, but it seems to be every single play, didn't it? He was involved. Yeah, if he could learn how to catch, man, there's no telling how many picks he would have had yeah. yesterday. <laughs> he was all over the place, especially in the red zone, man. Him, Kendall, this secondary especially the cornerback position, seems to have a pretty good rotation, and that's definitely a building block going into the next season for sure. But Ronald Darby, yeah, like you said, absolute stud. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, a man that he shouldn't have to uh, put his critics down yesterday, but there was that stupid post that come out, uh, the Washington Post put that article about Chase Young. He seemed to have a little bit of uh, a bit of bite about him yesterday. He seemed to be a bit more fired up. How impressed were you with Chase yesterday? <sighs> How impressed was I with Chase? I, you know, my favorite part about this season ha has been – Watching people who are who are casual, whether whether it be former Redskins fans or Washington football team fans, learn who Chase Young is. And I think yesterday was a, a statement game for Chase. I mean, we're not going to sit here and act like that dynamic of number two versus number one does not exist. You know, you had Rivera come out early in the week, and he wasn't trying to ruffle any feathers, but you know, he said. You know, if, if Burrow was on the board, we would have taken him. You know, it could have been one or the other, but we're happy we got Chase Young. And I'm sure they riled Chase Young up, man. You know, he's like, you know what? I was the best decision for this team. I am the most dominant player in this draft. I am the best player in this draft. And he came out, dude, and he showed it, making that absolutely killer hit on Joe Burrow wow. on the goal line, man, forcing the ball out. And, you know, he was very disruptive in the backfield. He was playing with a chip on his shoulder, man. I Believe me, I see what you're saying. The media can craft a narrative sometimes, but I'm going to tell you what, man. Chase Young was playing like a man possessed out there yesterday. Yeah, that hit on Burrow, my God, that would have sent me into next week. That was an <laughs> absolute beast of a hit. I mean, I loved his press conference after the game as well. They were like, you seemed a bit extra fired up before this game. Like, what were you saying to the, to the team? And he was like, look, there's 365 days in this year. For 16 of them, I want you to be dogged. That's and this this guy's a rookie. Let's go. He's going out. I was just fired up seeing it. I was like, well, I'm gonna go and find a pad and some helmets and run out in the field outside my house and just start hitting shit. You know, yeah, right, <laughs> like, dude, right. <laughs> this guy, this we seem to forget he's a rookie and this is his attitude. I've been saying this to everyone. You've been saying it, Parker, and on the Washington ball as well. He's only going to get better. When you read things like this Washington Post article, I mean, it was only one journalist. It could have been clickbait. It done the job because a lot of people were talking about it. But Chase Young, is he's a talent, isn't he? Absolutely, man. I mean, I, games like this, and this isn't the first time he's done it. He just, the impact he's made 
on this defense already is absolutely superb, man. Just the pressure he brings, the energy he brings. You know, him being a rookie, man, he's just brings so much leadership. I don't know if you caught the video on NBC, uh, NBC Washington where um he was hyping the guys up before the game, man. You know, at, he's bringing that culture from Ohio State, man. You know, he 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 is the predator. He seeks, he destroys, and I'm so mm-hmm. blessed that he's in Burgundy and Gold, man. He's an absolute treat to watch every Sunday. So couldn't be any happier. We took him at two. He's definitely looking forward to our Thanksgiving game. He said it's time to get that money. LeBron James is watching. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> say, say no more about him. Who else stood out for you yesterday, Parker? What were you uh, impressed with? Obviously, it's like we say, it's such a different uh, game coming out in the second half. The Borough injury did play a humongous part because, like Chase Young said, he said when you know, when he went off and he's his boy, he always send all prayers out to him. We never want to see a man hurt. But our defense really stepped up their game then, didn't they? And you know they they knew they had a wounded animal and they went after yeah, it. Yeah, poor Ryan Finley got thrown to the wolves out there, man. Because this defense is three for ten. I think the best play he had all day was that nineteen yard carry where he did not look thrilled to be taking any form of contact. And you know that that like I said, that Bengals offense is no slouch. So making a quarterback change like that, especially against the defensive line that it's getting after the quarterback. I mean, ask Andy Dalton. You know, I mean this this defensive line doesn't play, man. Um, as far as people that stick out to me, man, I, I, I you know I feel like we talk about him every single week, but just Terry McLaurin, man. You know, I, I just. He is an elite NFL receiver, man, and, and there's just no argument about it anymore. I know uh, through 12 games, he now has more career. He he, he uh, reached a higher percentage of uh, career, I think, receiving yards than Jerry Rice did in his first 12 games. Yeah, I saw that today. So, I saw that today. He's, he's heading for that gold jacket. Yeah, friend. man, and, and, I, and it's just it, it's amazing to see us finally have – a legit receiver since Santana Moss and it's really relieving and it's just it's just a delight watching Terry McLaurin every Sunday man you know he goes out there and it doesn't matter what circumstances who's throwing in the ball what the weather is you know you know him becoming a captain while I was gone very well deserved and and he's starting to become that vocal leader in the locker room too man and you can see it all on the field man he's translating everything perfectly so I'm I'm extremely thankful also that Terry McLaurin is in burgundy and gold um if I had to go outside of the box a little bit and pick a different one um, I'd go Ryan Kerrigan. You know, a couple weeks back, you know, we were talking about him possibly getting traded. It was kind of some weird times for him. And on his limited set snaps, man, he is all over the place, you know, blowing up screen plays, getting sacks. So, you know, Ryan Kerrigan's tr- trying to show everybody, man, he's still got it. You know, he, he's, he is still the heartbreak kid. He's, he's not getting shipped out anytime soon. You know, he's going to go out on his terms. So I think Ryan Kerrigan has made the best of every single situation. Oh, and one more, Tim Settle. Give, pay, pay the yeah. man, dude. Pay the man <laughs> give him his money man I, I i love what they're doing with him and, and 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 part of that of course might be attributed to the rotation but man i i don't know about you i ain't trying to throw any shade when i say this but i'm here tim settle a lot more than i'm here jonathan allen in 2020 yeah i i would pay the man i think mean, i've been really impressed with him i think it's you know Give him the money. Just pay the man. I mean, we're building a team. He's the kind of guy that you that you want in your team. Him, you know, you've got, like you say, him, Chase Young, uh, Montez oh. Sweat yesterday. That sack, by the way, my ribs hurt watching that. <laughs> my God, that I, thought he, I thought he pulled out. I mean, he got in a few people here uh, coming for a little bit of criticism in the in the lead up to the game. How impressed are you with Montez Dude, Sweat he, yesterday? I mean, he pulled out. He's a missile, man. I, I mean, if he is coming off that edge, you have little to no time to get rid of that ball. And and if you and if it's any quarterback outside of Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, who, who's got that capability, if if you're one on one and you're if you're in that dude's sights, you're not getting 
away from him. It's almost like, you know, watching a safety play, you know, defensive end. He's just so fast. I mean, he's an absolute freak. You know, a lot of people weren't very high on us trading, you know, into the first round for him. But he is, you know, I was impressed with him at the end of last year, but he is really coming into his own this year, man. Any way we can get to lock all these young guys up, man, because this pass rush is just, it's absolutely monstrous. And I, I, I can sit here and think of a million different words for it, man, but they are just absolutely wreaking havoc in 2020, man. I couldn't be any happier. Yeah, before I go into my next point, uh, Parker, do you slowly now, I mean, I know it's only one game, let's not get carried away, but, you know, do you slowly see the bits, the, like, the parts of the team coming together? I, I really do. You know, I, when I first came back to Twitter after my little hiatus, I, I told everybody, I said, you know, say what you will about this Washington football team 2020, but they are playing hard and they are playing for their coach and you can tell and like i said if things keep going the way they're going man we're gonna owe ron rivera an apology you know scott turner while i was not very uh, not a very big fan of him early in the season he seems like he's kind of coming to his own as a play caller you know i think a lot of this has to do with quarterback play man you know we, like we were talking about you got a veteran leader as a signal caller and you could do a lot more things you couldn't do with wayne haskins or kyle on under center so Seemingly, this offense is getting some more consistency. It seems like they're starting to get better results. And this pass rush, while they, you know, come up dry sometimes, normally against good teams, they're they're having performances where they're living up to that hype. And Jack Del Rio and them are cooking, man. And I, I see, I, I agree with you 100. I think you know the gears are starting to move, and we're kind of starting to see all some of those things that Ron Rivera was talking about. And you know, you got to take everything week to week, and you know, you got a big game on Thursday. But I, if they keep going the way they're going, man, I think Ron Rivera is going to earn a lot of that trust that he's seemingly lost with the fan base. Back. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned his name there, Scott Turner. He was coming on to my next point. I mean, I've been critical of him on a few podcasts, but you know, like Chase Young, he's a rookie. Scott Turner's a, a rookie offensive yeah. coordinator. Do you, Ron Rivera mentioned in his press conference today, obviously me and you are recording this on Monday, um, Ron Rivera mentioned in his uh, press conference today that he's now seeing more of Scott Turner's uh, playbook open up. He thought he was a bit cautious. He's now seeing more of the playbook that he was accustomed to in Carolina. So do you think now is also with the team getting a little bit better? We're not, you know, I'm not tooting the horn. You know, I'm not saying we're going to win the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, like yesterday's pod I said, 2020. God, no, who knows what could happen. But do you slowly think now that we're seeing Scott Turner develop more as a, a offensive coordinator? No, we well? are. And, and there, you know, it seems like Scott Turner and Alex Smith are kind of forming, you know, some chemistry there. You know, Scott can trust Alex a lot more than he can trust Kyle, than he can trust Dwayne. And I think that that stuff matters, man. You know, you go back to last week against the Detroit Lions, you know, very early in the game, you know, they, they were playing a lot of zone coverage. And uh, most rookie quarterbacks wouldn't be able to handle that or, you know, quarterbacks who are relatively green wouldn't be able to, you know, recognize the difference. But once Alex Smith kind of saw they were playing a lot of zone, he started tearing them apart and, you know, kind of forced Detroit to switch up and play a lot more man coverage on that last drive that they kept us out of the end zone. But, you know, Alex Smith can sort of see some of the things in Scott. He sees things that Scott doesn't have to tell him, you know. He, he, he can do those things that those younger guys can't do, man. And it, and I just think that veteran leadership at quarterback, man, is absolutely priceless. And this offense is starting to find its identity. Antonio Gibson, a guy who we were very frustrated about earlier in the season, saying he wasn't getting enough touches. You know, things weren't moving well enough for him. Things are finally clicking, man. You know, you got Brandon Scherf back in the lineup for a couple weeks now. Morgan Moses having a career year. You know, shout out to the Burgundy Zone for, for mentioning that. I, I don't think that gets nearly enough talk. Morgan Moses playing absolutely phenomenal football. I, I, like I said, I think this team is finally starting to find its identity, and it's finding its identity at the right time. And like Alex Smith said, all they've got to do is focus on each game week to week, and everything else will fall into place. 
Yeah, I mean Morgan Moses, I was really like you say, big shout out to the Burgundy and guys. They've mentioned him, they've had him on their, their on the podcast, and I think he adjusted well at left tackle yesterday. You know what I mean? He's what we call over here, we like we have club men. You know what I mean? They'll they'll do what's after Morgan Moses comes across. Yeah, he comes across as one of them guys, doesn't he? He's like, Look, we need you to do this. You could probably say to him next week, uh, by the way, we want you to try a wide receiver. We'll be like, okay, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, he slimmed he's, down, he's just, so uh, he's just one of them he's just he's just he's just one of them guys. Not that you know, wouldn't put him out a wide receiver, but he just comes across as um one of them guys, doesn't he? That he just he'll do whatever's asked of him. And if you're building a squad and if you're building a, a team culture. You want 11 Morgan Moses. Absolutely, man. And it's good to see a mixture of the veterans and the younger guys, man. You know, you can honestly make an argument that some of these guys are pro bowlers, man. I'm not trying to get ahead of myself. But like I said, identity was something this team did not have early in the season. And, you know, like I said, Alex Smith, you know, it's easy to rally around him with a story like that. But these young guys, man, Gibson, McLaurin, all of them are stepping up at just the right time um i'll tell you somebody who's not stepping up burrows and i feel like i feel silly for not talking about this um how many more field goals does dustin hopkins need to shank before we make that switch why are we playing an injured <laughs> kicker should be my question i i asked i said this on so they they come out yesterday as well and they said the same thing they said look he's he's really struggling with his groin the one but you know one power of your body as a kicker you don't want to be struggling is your groin <laughs> It's just be like, you know, it's, it's like, oh, I'm a bus driver, but I'm struggling with my sight. <laughs> well, you're not driving a bus. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, 100% agree with you. Maybe they don't have enough confidence to bring someone else in. It cl- they clearly don't because they're playing a playing an injured Yeah, man, I didn't right? even know he was injured. You taught me something. If that's the case, I don't know why he's out there at all. And, you know, injuries have been kind of a, a, a an ongoing thing during the season this year as well. Um, I know DeSager ever didn't play yesterday. I thought I thought Troy Apke looked pretty good in his in his absence on a couple plays, but uh, he had a poor Ronald Darby disease and ended up dropping a pretty pretty good pick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ronald, Troy Apke and catching. So you wouldn't want Troy Apke holding a baby at a christening, would you? <laughs> he, he's dropping that motherfucker. You, know <laughs> <laughs> you, you wouldn't Troy Apke. You wouldn't give Troy Apke a baby to hold. But, oh God. You know, <laughs> Trying to cut the guy some slack here, but he's not. I, he's not high on my list. But put to mute the mic. You're killing me. <laughs> oh god. Put it that way. But Parker, we're on now. Um, a short week. Obviously, we head into the Cowboys. Uh, Thanksgiving Thursday. Uh, the Washington Football Team on primetime TV. Does that kind of worry you, my friend? Because we all know what yeah, you We can't even see each other right now, but you just you read me like a book. That the, the words primetime always worry me when I'm talking about the Washington football team. We we've had an absolute absence of primetime games this year, and now everybody's gonna be sitting around the grandma's house eating potato salad, wearing their burgundy and gold, you know, wearing those cowboys jerseys and talking all that smack, man. And I, I like our chances. I, I mean, I know Ben DiNucci is an under center. That would definitely make me feel a lot better about the game. But you got Ezekiel Elliott who's who's struggling this year with holding on to the ball, and we got a defense that likes to get after opposing running backs. And you know, Andy Dalton under center did not fare too well against this team last time. And I, I think it's safe to say with Alex Smith under center, it's been a little bit of an upgrade on the offensive side of the ball. So hopefully Dallas is the same exact team they were a couple weeks ago when we absolutely beat the bricks off of them. And if they are, it sounds like it's gonna be a fun time for us come 4 30 on a Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, I mean, what do you think now then, Park? Obviously, we look forward to a Thanksgiving game. Uh, then we go to yeah, Steelers. Steelers, we've got after yeah, that. Steelers. Steelers after that in San Fran. I mean, 
what are you thinking now for the for the for the final running of this season? Do you seriously? And I mean, it's one week we say we're not going to make it, and one week we say let's stop talking about playoffs. But it's twenty twenty. It's a crazy year. I mean, what what are you? I asked all my guests. I mean, I've asked. I spoke to Maurice about it yesterday. He said he might retract his statement that we're not as good as last year. I was like, well, that's kind of been proved already that we we are better than we are better than last year. What do you think uh, the rest of the season holds to this Washington football team? I think team? The, the main message of the rest of the season needs to be to finish strong. You know, I know identity is a word I've used a lot while we've been talking on this lovely episode of the DC Tweet Team podcast, but identity is something this team lacked early and often, and I feel like they're finally coming into their own and finding it. Um, I think best-case scenario, we finish 6-10. and 10. You're not beating the undefeated Steelers. Um, you know, maybe 7-9. and nine. I'll, I'll go with 7-9. and nine. Why'd it be the most 2020 thing ever? If we're gonna I, beat it, it really would be. Um, I, <laughs> I, I see us beating the Carolina Panthers. I see us beating the Eagles and I see us beating the Cowboys. Uh, as far as the Steelers, don't see that happening, even though it would be the most COVID 2020 thing of all time. But you look at that matchup on December 13th, 425 against San Francisco 49ers, and they're looking pretty vulnerable, my friend, especially if, if they get any more banged up. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, a trap game for the Niners and might end up being a very important game for the Washington football team. So I, I, 6, 10, 7, and 9 is kind of how I see things playing out. But Ron Rivera and them just got to keep their foot on the gas, take everything week to week. And like you said, you know, we definitely take everything week to week because one minute we're on here you know, on a high, the next we're down in the dumps. And, and there was one point in the season where I did not have very high hopes, but – I, I do think that Ron Rivera's reputation and, and his integrity and a lot of things are on the line for the remainder of the 2020 season, but I, I like the way things are looking out. Yeah, Ron Rivera seems to be, obviously, after all his struggles off the field and, you know, thank the Lord that he's he's getting better now. He seemed more upbeat yesterday, didn't he? Even his interviews before the game, leading up to the game. You know, having a, having a coach that's now fully focused on football and, you know, I'm not taking – Far be it for me to say that he shouldn't have been focused on football because the, what the guy was going through, um, a fair play to him for even being on the field. But having a fully focused Ron Rivera now as well seems to have rejuvenated. Absolutely, man. You know, I, you know, seeing that he's in remission from cancer now and he can he can be in the you know in the office every day, be with the team every day. You know, a little bit of less of a distraction. Of course, it's it's a great story. You know, talking about Alex Smith earlier. You know, Ron Rivera beating cancer and and coaching this football team that is going through just the definition of adversity is, is nothing but a feel good story. But like you said, having the coach in the office, you know, in the film room, having his undivided attention on what he does best. And that's coaching football players. I, I think that is that that's absolutely priceless. And it's good to have Ron Rivera back in a full capacity. And I, I can't say it enough, no matter how many bad things everybody says about him, including myself, you know, I don't think that the watch football team dance or anybody could have asked for a better candidate to come in and kind of steer the ship, for what has been a tumultuous offseason and overall year for the Washington football team. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a crazy season up to now, Parker. And just when you think it can't get any crazier, we could go and win the <laughs> NFC East. So 2020, man. <laughs> 2020. You know, 20, 2020. I might get my uh, my wish of coming over in January and watching the uh, the Washington football team <laughs> play in a playoff game. I've been saying I've been saying it for years. I mean, hopefully this COVID thing just fucking leaves and we can get on with our lives but Parker it's great to have you back on the uh the airwaves my friend you know sometimes you know a break is needed for all of us but I'm guessing now the Washington Brawl podcast will be up and running my friend can you give us a glimpse of maybe when we're here here in the the next day or two anticipate a new episode of the Washington Brawl podcast been about three or four weeks 
Appreciate you being there for me, Andy. Thank you for letting me come on and kind of warm up a little bit, getting to talk about the watch football team on, a, on this beautiful victory Monday, man. Got a lot to be thankful for, including yourself, my friend. Um, thank you so much for everything. Uh, you're more than welcome, my friend. Like you said, this podcast, um, doing this has given me uh, many, many friends across the pond. Some I've met, some I haven't met face-to-face, but we will definitely be getting together uh, next season, my friend. You are you are one of my good friends. You are one of the good guys, as we say <laughs> here in the, uh, the jolly old UK. You're one of the, you're one of the good blokes, my friend. But Parker, it's been, um, it's been a pleasure to talk some Washington uh, football with you. Uh, we will be back uh, looking forward to the Cowboys game on Wednesday. I've got a busy week recording some podcasts this week, my friend. Um, we're recording Being a Fan this week with Katrita Parks and uh, Maddie from the HTBR podcast. That will be dropping next week. Um, but yes, it's all love to you, Parker. Thanks for uh, I'm glad you're healthy. I'm glad you're well, my friend. But I don't speak to you before Thursday. I wish you and your family. Yes, uh, sir, man. I look forward to meeting up with you once all this crazy stuff's over. And like I said, thank you for letting me come on. And everybody's listening. New episode of Washington Brawl dropping here in the next couple of days. Happy Thanksgiving to you too, mate. Thank you, my friend. Yes, sir. I'll talk to you soon, Parker.